exploring faith journeys and inspiring ministries that embody the good news of God, this is The Cumberland Road. I'm your host, T.J. Milanowski. Today, Reverend Dr. David Lancaster joins us on Cumberland Road. David is the Professor of Christian Studies at Bethel University in McKenzie, Tennessee. David earned a Master of Divinity from Yale Divinity School and began his first pastorate in West Paducah, Kentucky. Later, he relocated to Knoxville, Tennessee, and he served the First Cumberland Presbyterian Church there for over 19 years. For 12 years, the Knoxville congregation sponsored a daily radio ministry, which David produced, and it was called Family Matters, and it aired on a local Christian radio station. In 2008, David received a Doctorate of Ministry degree from the Graduate Theological Foundation. In 2010, the Sharon Cumberland Presbyterian Church had named him as their stated supply pastor. David has served on several denominational boards and is a longtime instructor for the Program of Alternate Studies. In 2017, he was elected as the General Assembly Moderator of the Cumberland Presbyterian Church. For over 20 years, David has studied the subject of leadership. He wrote a monthly column called Leading Matters for the denominational magazine, The Cumberland Presbyterian, and he's also developed two outreach and service programs at Bethel University, one being the Bethel Center for Creating Leadership, and the other is the Certificate for Christian Studies. David, thank you for joining the Cumberland Road today and sharing your faith journey. Uh, thank you, TJ. What an honor to be asked to uh, participate. And uh, it's uh, funny to hear all that read, but thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird. It's, it can be odd to hear the, like this collection of of different services and opportunities and that uh, come with serving the church. And you Amen. Think, oh, my goodness. Who are they talking about? And, <laughs> It ends up being you. <laughs> yeah, certainly some old guy, that's for sure. <laughs> I always like to begin these conversations about uh, journey and experiences, and because our faith is a journey. And can you recall your earliest experience, your earliest encounter with God? Yes, I, I guess I can. Really happened in a couple of things that will always stick out in my mind. Uh, my parents, neither one, grew up in church in Alabama when they were young. And it was uh, after they got married, uh, my sister was born first and then me, but somewhere along in that uh, time period, they were invited to the East Gadsden Cumberland Presbyterian Church, and at that time, uh, E. Thatch Schaff was the pastor, and uh, they both became Christians. They'd never confessed faith uh, prior to that, and so I literally have been a Cumberland Presbyterian virtually all of my life and been exposed to that uh, uh, th this church family, the only one I've ever ever known and uh, I just consider that such a blessing and, and such a, a privilege and to still have a home in this uh, church family is, 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 is just quite remarkable in so many ways and I'm so grateful. Uh, you had mentioned your 
uh, parents as as being Christians, who are some of the the people who have had a great impact on your faith journey? Well, uh, besides my parents, of course, uh, the pastors that I had at the East Gadsden Church, and I could list them almost uh, right down uh, the line, but most particularly uh, was uh, Larry Acton early on when he shared his testimony one Sunday when he knew he was being called into the ministry, and then later he did uh, work in South America. But the mo- easily the most influential person in this regard would have been Norlin Scrutter, is Norlin Scrutter, and uh, b- without a doubt, and he just took me under his wing, and uh, it was just one of the most uh, greatest blessings I ever could have imagined, and I wouldn't be where I am today were it not for his influence and uh, the way in which he uh, opened his heart to me. Yeah, it's a blessing to have people kind of placed in our lives that end up having a great influence upon us. Oh, man. Prior to pressing record for this podcast, (laughs) you and I were talking, uh, you had an early experience that dealt with uh, a fire. Yes, when I was uh, four years old, I, uh, Saturday morning, I was uh, back in our back bedroom of our small home, and uh, it was time for the Howdy Doody uh, cartoon show to come on, and I just had to watch it, and it was in the middle of the winter. We had a little gas heater, and I sat down on it because it was conveniently located for see the TV in the old flannel pajamas and house coat that all of us had back then. This would have been in the late 50s. And it wasn't too long till I realized something was on fire. And it wasn't too much long after that that I realized it was me. And so I jumped up and ran back toward the other end of the house. And my dad had heard me scream and was already running that way and, and uh, clotheslined me, put the fire out. But it ended up I had third degree burns on the back of both legs. And uh, of course, this dates me as well. I spent five weeks in the hospital after having skin grafts done and everything. And you realize how it, almost impossible it would be to stay in any hospital five <laughs> five weeks today unless it was just something awful awful but at any rate uh that was a, a real interesting situation and uh one that left an indelible mark on my mind and about uh what it is to be loved and cared for and the way the church came around our family at that time and the sunday school teachers and all uh coming to see me both in the hospital and then at home as well and yeah left it left a real strong impression upon me about what it is to be to experience the body of Christ in action. Looking at your faith today and also in the past, how would you describe having faith in Jesus Christ giving you purpose? Well, uh, yeah, that's a great question. I think even when I became a Christian and knew that at 10 years old, this was going to be something. I didn't know what it was going to be. At 10 years old, most of us don't know a whole lot. Uh, but by the time I was in uh, middle school and went through some of those adolescent struggles, and I about I almost made a couple of wrong turns, and I didn't. Um, by that time, uh, Norlin Scrutter had come to our church and he took a strong interest in the youth group and it just everything, uh, 
I got back on track. And from that point on, I, I just had a, a feeling that uh, something was stirring in me. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea what a call to ministry was by any means. Wouldn't have any, any uh, concept of that whatsoever. <clears throat> but I was sitting in a, a revival service in another church when I was 15, about to turn 16. And something told me that I was being called into the ministry. And shortly after that, Norlin and I had some conversations and I went before my home church on out of the blue. My parents didn't even know. I'd never thought that they might sort of want to know something like that. <laughs> I, but I did respond to the invitation and that part I knew then. And from that point on, you know, of course, uh, he got us linked up with Bethel. And uh, so my future trajectory started there about when I was 15, 16 years old. And so you had uh, an early, early path. Yes. Uh, yes. It, at least a direction in terms of how you understood your faith and how you right. would be practicing your faith. Right. Definitely. And so that led you to Bethel and, and then right. from, from where or there? Well, when I was at Bethel and, and continued, I, I got uh, blessed to be have the teachers who were here then, Dr. Mara, Dr. Waddle, uh, Dr. Laddie Lawler in psychology, and, and, and some others, too. I, I can name half a dozen. But I got so enamored with education, I thought, you know what? I think I would enjoy doing this, too, as a ministry, uh, not either or, but a both-and type thing. And so... Uh, then when I got an opportunity and uh, was willing to uh, secure the student loans, <laughs> I, I got an opportunity to go to, to Yale, which I thought was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I ought to do that. And we did. Uh, my wife then was uh, more than supportive of, of that endeavor. And so off we go to New England. And I, I always have laughed because I had a number of people say, you'll never come back. And I said, watch, watch. <laughs> And I loved it. It was a wonderful environment. I always knew that God had called me to this church family, and I never have ever had the slightest inkling of ever leaving. I have worried about being kicked out, but not leaving. No. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned about uh, coming back. What is it about God that keeps you coming back to the Christian faith? Well, it's just his love and his support and the ups and downs of life. And we all have them. We have them when we're younger. We have them later on. And of course, as we get older, we have some severe uh, trials that come our way. Uh, losing a spouse is about as high on the uh, stress level that you can go short of dying yourself. So we've gone through that. Uh, but so, uh, but what has never uh, wavered in the least has been the presence and awareness of God's love. It's just been overwhelming, even when I didn't want to believe it, when I wanted to be mad, when I wanted to quit, uh, not not do this any longer, that, that never, those were fleeting thoughts. And I don't say that because of myself, but because of the Lord. Mm. That's powerful. Yeah. Where do you see God working in your life today? <laughs> well, that, that is interesting <laughs> to say the least because uh, this uh, working here still with young students, even at, at this age, quite a, quite a challenge on my part. And it has to be a challenge for them. I, I just have to give them <laughs> credit uh, that they hang in there with me. 
uh, still loving uh, preaching on Sunday. My congregation could hardly be more supportive. I don't know what I would do without them. They, they stand by me uh, in such a remarkable way. Uh, and so I'm just sort of, uh, you know, thinking about uh, what other options may be appropriate or, or whatever uh, ways the Lord might lead. But uh, one thing I know, he's always given me fairly clear indication of when it's time to change and what uh, and, and in what direction to go. And so uh, right now, I, I, I'm so grateful to be serving where I am, doing what I'm doing, but I also know it, it could change tomorrow and in a moment's notice, but, uh, but that's all on God if it does. So, <laughs> Knowing that change is part of all of our journey, oh, yeah. what ideas and hopes, maybe even changes, do you have for the church that could be the local church, that could be the Cumberland Presbyterian Church, could be the Church Universal. You can answer all of those or just choose one. Well, I believe it's one and the same. The, the Great Commission has never been revoked by God. It's his first and fundamental instruction to individual believers and congregations, and that would then ex go on up the line to denominations that uh, the whole reason uh, we're here is to help seek and to, to uh, find people who are lost and then help them find their way to Christ. And that depends on our gifts. Obviously, we all have are gifted differently, but however we're gifted, there's nothing that is more paramount than helping people who don't know the Lord don't know God, have a relationship with God, then to find their way to him. And that, that has, will never change as I understand it never will. And, uh, that's what I'll be saying when I, uh, exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> In one of our previous conversations, you said something that stuck with me. Now I'm gonna mess it up. So you, you, you polish it off, but you said something about, I don't see myself as an evangelist, but I have a passion for evangelism yes, or, or right. some variation. Could right. you? Oh, yeah, I'd be glad to do that because I think this is a, a passion for evangelism is incumbent for all Christians. Being gifted in evangelism is, is like all spiritual gifts. It's unique to different persons. I've seen people with the gift of evangelism say some of the crudest things and act in ways that I hid behind the bush. I didn't even want to be seen with them. And the next thing I know, a person's on their knees praying for forgiveness and <laughs> seeking to make Christ their Savior. So those folks, you can't, you just got to turn them loose. But, but all of us have to be concerned for evangelism and be playing the role that God assigns to us. He knows who, who, what he's doing, and that's all that's important. And that burden has never ceased. And I was introduced to that through my home church and also my work in Campus Crusade as a high school student. Campus Crusade for Christ had some wonderful teachers there and was taught how to evangelize using the, the, the methods they did. And uh, still, I've found that to be very effective. Well, I just, I like how you had that worded and it, it stuck with me. I knew I would mess it up, but it was, <laughs> well, it was pretty that. powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, how can we continue to follow you on your faith journey? Oh, well, thank you. I 
prayers. I love to hear from people. I have such a wonderful network of friends. It's just been amazing through the years. And a lot of us stay in, in contact and, uh, and uh, some of them uh, still think I'm crazy. And I appreciate every one of them that do because it's so wonderful and I think they're crazy and uh, but uh, the fellowship within the Cumberland Presbyterian Church I don't know that I would say it's unique because I don't know any other church but ours but it's awful special and mm-hmm. the friends that I have made uh, there was a time when I was sort of so many of the people that I was in school with at the same time either left our church or, or left ministry altogether and I had an older group of, of ministers about 10 years ahead of me that just sort of adopted me and I'll never I'll never be able to repay them for that kindness because when I'd go to conferences I'd be by myself and the next thing I know they've got me piling in a car going to eat or something like that out of nowhere so that that's our church at, at its best so if we can't find you on the grounds of Bethel University, where else can we look for you, David? <laughs> That's a good question. I have a home in uh, Martin, Tennessee with about three acres, and I love uh, staying out on it. I, I used to love working on it. I'm not too interested in that anymore. I'm <laughs> beginning to hire more and more of that done. But uh, anywhere, online, uh, I've got an email that's easy, LancasterD at Bethel U. Uh, love to talk to anybody anytime be, be honored David thank you so much for sharing your time and thank you for listening to the Cumberland Road join us next time on our next journey on this podcast